In Tune with Naledi Maleo on SAFM. All right, it is indeed in tune. I'm in studio with Professor Bitti Ganduli. We're talking Heritage Day and, and how we, we, we assist the youth to preserve our heritage so that they're able to pass it on from generation to generation. Prof, good morning. Thank you so much for giving us your time. Uh, good morning, Naledi, and to the listeners too. Yes. Well, it's really good to have you with us. I'm sure you've, you've seen as you drove around the city that everyone is dressed in their traditional clothes and, and everyone's celebrating Heritage Day. And I wonder if we're, if we're doing it right. Have you, have, do you think that the, the, this, um, this, I don't know if you can call it a fashion now, of Heritage Day, hey, we're going to get our clothes and going to wear them is, 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 is good. Is that all we can do? Uh, I, I think it's uh, about the beginning because if you are dressed resplendently like a, a butterfly and people uh, say to you, you look so beautiful today, mm. somewhere in the back of your mind is that at least I tend to my culture and to my heritage mm. and I look so beautiful, that might be planting in a sense a seed. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, also on the line with us, this is Dana. Siswam, good morning. Thank you so much for giving us your time. Good morning, Tisha, and thank you for having me. Well, it's it's really good. You know, you, you've done so much work as an activist, not just as a musician, but as an activist in, in really trying to uh, bring to the fore discussions about preserving our languages. Um, what, are you, what are you doing to celebrate Heritage Day? What are you up to today? Oh, my God, I have three shows today. Mm. <laughs> I'm currently in Kimberley to celebrate our Heritage Day. Um, it's been put together by, by Arts and Culture, mm-hmm. where the, the deputy president will be speaking. And then from there, I'm on my way to Zanin, to, to Makhubas Kluf, where I'll be performing. Uh, and then after that, we are going to Mapungubwe. Okay. Well, it's, it's really good to have you with us. Now then let's let's actually get into the discussion here. That's what okay. really matters. Mm-hmm. Um, Heritage Day, Pride Day, formerly Shaka Day. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if when we talk about our heritage, do we end up being more divisive than actually bringing bringing ourselves together as a country, especially for young people. Because for young people, we, we, we watch all these discussions and the arguments about how I refuse to celebrate this Heritage Day. I celebrate Shaka Day. I refuse to celebrate Bride Day. I celebrate Heritage Day. Or oh, Bride Day is what really works and it includes everybody. Is it, are, we, are we being divisive when we say, let's talk about our heritage? No, no, no. Uh, on the contrary, when we talk about our heritage, we are coming up with a social cohesion. We are bringing everybody together. We are saying we are South Africans and we are together. We need to talk to each other. Mm. Some of the discussions may be uh, uh, uncomfortable. Mm. But you cannot, uh, when you've got a, a cancer, be operated without experiencing a bit of pain. Mm. Uh, that's the situation in which I think we find ourselves. Yeah. And, and for young people, we had an interesting chat just a little bit before we went in on air. And you said... That this, this, this movement that we're seeing now of young people taking to the streets and, and, and uh, protesting for, for fees um, or no fees is, is, you know, something that's quite empowering for young people. But you ask the question, why are we saying roads must fall and we don't say Professor Pitika must rise? No, no, I mean, uh, I, I, I'm dead serious about this. Mm. Throughout our history, we have been colonized for 400 years. Our ancestors, who are our heritage... 
you know, fought to preserve this land, fought in order to make us, uh, you know, free. Mm. It's Makoma, this side is Shaga, this side is Kuku, this side is Sebetwane, uh, uh, you know, this side. Mm. In 1879, the, 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 the Zulu uh, uh, you know, nation defeated the British uh, with their best uh, you know, generals. Mm. But what do we find? We find there's, lot, uh, there's, there's Fort Danford, there's Fort Chelmsford, there's Fort Pearson. We see the statues of the people we have defeated. We see no statues of, uh, uh, of ourselves. Mm. When our children go over to universities, they have to walk under the shadow of the imperial imperial monuments that reminded them that we still control you even if you think we <laughs> uh, 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 we, uh, we are gone mm. uh, uh, when we try to correct uh, uh, you know stuff we are going to make uh, only one person is there. Mandela is always in, in a place there uh, you know alone mm. uh, without anybody and Mandela is done in bronze not in stone and yet Mandela was fighting for for the land for the rocks out of which the soil of which we are here which means to say that uh, we decolonized mm. uh, our minds but what remained was what we call coloniality, a mm. template, a state of mind that was implanted in us that we are not ourselves. Our knowledge has been taken away from us. Uh, our thoughts have been taken away from us. We are just, uh, you know, echoes and photocopies mm. of other people. So Heritage Day, uh, starting this year and next year, has got to be conceptualized cleanly and properly uh, so that... Uh, we know who we are and which direction we are taking. Yeah. So, so let me come to you, Sister Pio. Um, the prophet's talking about coloniality. So this template yes. that, that sticks around even after there has been a process of what we'd like to call decolonization. Um, I, I'm concerned that the younger generation, my generation and going even younger, so those that are in their late 20s and then all the way down, are in fact... Um, seeing that template operate on them more so than our elders did. You see it in our hair, um, the, the loss of our languages, the, the music we consume. Are we, are we at a point where if we are not careful, a generation from now, we won't have knowledge to pass on to our children? Yes, it's, um, it's, uh, it, it actually is a, a real concern. Mm. And it's, it's more sad because it is happening under our watch. <laughs> we are basically um, um, a part of the problem in that we are not passing on policies that will um, protect our, our, our identities and, 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 and heritages. I mean, if you look at what happened at the Protea um, School for Girls, mm. that should not be happening in 2016. It should not be happening 22 years in, into our democracy. Um, and the music that we consume, I mean, thank God for Mr. Saudi, because now we can hear more of ourselves mm. on radio. Mm. Um, but before that 90% and that 80% um, policy that he insisted on, um, people were very much happy, you know, being Americanized. And you, you, um, your cool center would be judged, basically, by how American you are, how American-sounding you are. Mm. And this is happening in the days of our freedom. So clearly, um, something is wrong somewhere. Mm. It's interesting. You talk about policy. I say, yep, we, we can interrogate policy. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. 
but when you when you make the example of embracing this American or Eurocentric uh, lifestyle that you, you know or some of our young people have started to do, surely we should be talking about parents as well. Um, and you know this having it's worked in the space of it's language. Not yeah. mm. It's not the children's fault. We, we have created a society that is American-centric. Mm. And uh, for instance, I, I normally make this example when it comes to music, that um, the kids have learned that if you want to get on radio, if you want to get fame, you basically have to you know, sound more American, otherwise you won't get a play. Hey. So now who do we blame? Do we blame the the kids that are coming up, you know, um, being inspired by Abu Beyonce instead of local, um, our local legend. Mm. You know, it's, it's a difficult one mm. because we are creating this society and then blaming the kids for how they turn out. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. And then you have parents that say, no, Naledi is going to go to that former Model C school and I'm not going to teach you how to speak Swana. She's going yes. to speak English. She's a, she's a you know, white so I, kid. I normally say that even in, in, in these SGBs, we, I'm not sure if, if we should be giving parents as much power to decide mm. as, as, as we do because they themselves have a colonial mentality that they then try to pass on because perhaps there's a lack of knowledge, a, a lack of knowledge of self. Mm. And a lack of understanding of what really happened to us and how deep this rabbit hole goes. Yeah. Let's, let's find where the gaps are and then talk about how we start to fill those gaps. So where did we go wrong? And this isn't just in the media and the languages that are spoken, but just in the passing on and the understanding of our heritage. The fact that around this time you're going to get questions like, does our culture still matter? Are traditional leaders and healers still relevant? says, Wait, hold on. We're starting to question things that are very much part of our identity. Um, let's mm-hmm. talk about where those gaps come from, and we'll do that when we come back from the break. In tune with Naledi Maleo on SAFM. Why is it important for the youth to preserve South Africa's heritage and pass it on from generation to generation? I'm in studio with Professor Piti Ganduli, and on the line with me is Usis Simpiwe Dana. And I'll take your calls on this discussion as well, 891 104207. Prof, where, where were the gaps? Where, where did we really go wrong? And from a societal point of view, even if it's just right down to our families, I made the example earlier that if, in fact, it might be that the generation of the likes of yourselves, Professor Piti Kantuli, had and have all of this knowledge and passed it on to a generation that was really at the peak of or the height of their energetic life in, 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 in the early 90s. But that was a celebratory phase in South Africa. That was the, the young black person was told access opportunity. And these young people then started working towards these opportunities in this very Eurocentric thinking and then left the likes of Babala, the young ones, behind. Do you, do you agree with that? Now, I, I agree uh, with that. And in order just to demonstrate my answer, mm. if you permit me, mm. I will read you a poem that I was writing when I arrived here. Mm. I am the child of the wind. The wind moves me into being. I blow above the valleys and mountains of our beloved land. 
As I flow the caves, I see a wombs of memories of yesterdays and tomorrow. I fly above fires that forge me, blown by the winds. Forests are my hair growing freely, striving to kiss the skies of our forefathers and mothers. We were born when sea spoke of baptismals. I ride the wind, I become the storms. Well, winds and tornadoes that wreak havoc or the enemies of our freedom, I am in tune with my time. I am the youth of yesterday who heard Fanon's voice who said, each generation must find its mission and fulfill it. Each generation must find its mission and fulfill it. I am what I speak. My language is me. Take my language, you take my knowledge dies. My sense of being disappear. I die under the coloniality of being. Mm. They think therefore they are. Black people don't think, therefore we do not exist. I follow on the footsteps of the youth of yesteryear. I am Biko. I am Tiro. I am Rampele. I am Babalwa. I am all of those people that have come here before. I am the child of the wind, child of Africa, celebrating my Heritage Day. Oh, Professor, don't do that. <laughs> I wrote it as I came in here because uh, <clears throat> I got inspired by oh, a young awesome. poet called the Lion from Pulukwane when mm. We celebrated our heritage with uh, uh, the staff of uh, uh, in a lottery. We had funded uh, our huge program of uh, 21 more than life-size stone. Mm. So I came in. I didn't write this poem. It was born out of me uh, because the youth in me refuses to die. Oh, Professor, thank you so much. That is an absolute blessing. And um, roads must fall, huh? Mm. We say that, then we say seas must fall. And afterwards you have those rogue young people that then burn down. <coughs> um, Minister Zimande said, these are young people that are burning their heritage. What, what do we say to that? <coughs> you know, where the, the, the youth, uh, as I said, Franon said, each generation must out of relative obscurity discover its mission, fulfill it, or betray it. Mm. <clears throat> These people have decided that our mission is to come up and uh, uh, bring down the fall so that we can have free education. Mm. Besides, we have been promised long ago in the charter that the doors of culture and learning uh, you know, shall, be, you know, shall be opened. Mm. Uh, you know, but then... No, because we as the older people say the youth are a lost generation. I just wonder how we lost uh, 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 you know, them. We cannot enter into a meaningful discussion either with these youth. We talk to youth from a position uh, that we are old. They must just respect us, sit down, mm. and keep quiet. Violating the heritage that says, mm. you, you respect the one who respects you, mm. irrespective in a sense of, uh, uh, of age. But then, those who betray uh, this machine are those who start destroying properties, who mm. start burning labs, who start burning libraries, who start doing this. And the result of that burning is that the people who are friendly and the uh, friends of the university who donate, are saying, hi, am I going to donate equipment when it is going to be in a band? We are therefore you know, jeopardizing, creating a position that will be the first place a country in the world whose universities are going to die at mm. the hands of the people who need it most. Mm. So the appeal then, it is to all those people who are listening, those youth that are inside there, uh, that hands off matches, hands off 
any uh, you know instrument that is going to destroy that actually belongs uh, you know to you. you can make your your voices stronger and you know clearer by reason rather than by the emotion that takes you over into the path mm. of destruction mm. yeah I want to talk about intergenerational discussion now um I've raised this on so many platforms, whether it be on air or at dialogues that I give as well. And I'm going to bring this to you, Prof, and then also to Sister Mpiwe. Um, is an African proverb, when an elder dies, a library is burnt. I found that young people are thirsty to have discussions with their elders and ask questions like, who am I? Mm. What is my purpose? What is my role as a young woman, as a young man? And is it that is it really that you, that we don't have a lot of libraries to speak to, such as yourselves? Yeah. Now, here's something that for me is quite very, very interesting. <coughs> the uh, Minister of Arts and Culture, uh, you know, uh, Natim Tetwa, mm. you know, God bless uh, his soul. Uh, redemption, he understands culture, he loves culture and he feels it. Mm. He has come up with the process of uh, the people, the living legends, mm. to honor the legends so that they must come and teach. He has sent them out there. Oh. Uh, Dorothy Masuka is, is teaching uh, you know, uh, music to teach children in, in, the, in the township. Tambuli you know, is teaching them and all. I go up, I said, Minister Mtetwa, and uh, me then, uh, as a living legend, uh, where uh, my hero looked at me once, he says, Are you? I said, uh, Look, man, I am 74 years old. I'm a legend. I'm, old, I'm older than some of the legends that you are talking about. Yeah. Do you know what he said? He laughed. And then he said, It's difficult for me to see you as a legend because wherever I go, Young people talk about you yes. as if uh, uh, you walk with them in the streets, as if you are, uh, you are in it. Mm. It's just either that you have got a sense that uh, intergenerational actually discussions are important because I was brought up, uh, mentored by Ken Temba, by Ezekiel, you know, Patele, in a bloke, you know, Modisani. Uh, and I'm trying to carry out that uh, uh, logic. You come to our studios in Alexander, you are going to find youth who are painting, who are sculpting, who are poets, who are, who are, who are musicians. We are surrounded uh, you know, by them. Mm. Uh, and this is what I think we really need to, to do, to stop saying that uh, those are the lost generation. Uh, you know, uh, you know, respect, uh, you know, respect uh, us. Mm. I'm speaking like this, uh, uh, the lady, from one uh, biographical thing. I was at the University of Durban, Westville. Mm. I was a deputy vice chancellor in charge mm. of uh, uh, of students, in charge of uh, of the youth. Mm. Me and my wife had the SRC living in our house that we're looking at it where is that uh, youth today Bongani Ngulunga is there advising Inozuma Busani Ngaweni is advising Cyril Ramaphosa Mlukele is advising the minister you know minister Pando you know Bongani Mlambo he's in he's in justice we still continue our in our our discussions that's how that's how it has to be remember too 
what is part of our of our uh, heritage is that when you go towards the Natal, you had a, a, a system of Amakrigiza. Mm. Amakrigiza are older girls that adopt younger girls yes. to teach them that don't follow into this, don't get uh, this, you better behave, uh, you know, in this kind of a manner. Our heritage and our culture has been so kind of similar. That's how our education was linked to the economy, to religion, mm. to science. Uh, storytelling was not just about stories. Stories where we've been taught math, we've been taught science, we've been taught, you know, philosophy. Our heritage is that intricate uh, in a world where to a point when we talk language uh, I say in my language time is isikati, mm. uh, space is umkati oh. in other words in our heritage you would never as a Europeans for thousands of years believe in space and time, we always believe in space time continuum, they needed Einstein to come up and say the Africans were right there's no space and time but a space time continuum you see, we could talk for hours, Prof. This is amazing. It's it's brilliant. And we don't even have that's the thing, right? Conversations that say to young people, No, this is this is even how we view the world as Africans. So Simpiwe, let me come to you. Uh we talked about intergenerational discussion with the prof and um you know, I think that young people view you as an older sister and an older sister that has something valuable to teach. I I, I think back to your performance with Umtwagazi and you know, how you really were an older sister on that stage with that very talented young woman. The responsibility of, um, you know, those that are such as yourselves and at the age that you were at as well to say, let us, let us show you, let us lead the way, let us introduce you to the thinking of, 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 of Africans. And is it difficult to do? Is it actually a mammoth task? No, it's actually easy. Mm. It's very easy. Um, when you believe in, in, in someone, I think you should try um, in whatever little way you can to invest in them. Mm. Um, and if more of us would, would do that, you know, now there'd be less people struggling. So I, I, I do try to, you know, whenever I recognize talent, I try to connect the people um, and basically do whatever is within my capacity. Mm. Mm. Um, there's an SMS here that says, I refuse to be trapped by colonial-minded elders who think they are 29 when they filter our progress. Um, you can trip. I, I, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to respond to that, Simpia? Um. Well, uh, there's a lot... Um, um, of uh, let me make an, an example with, with patriarchy. Mm. Patriarchy is something that is interweaved in in our cultures. As, as in fact, everyone all over the world, <coughs> most most cultures have got patriarchy interweaved. Um, and um, and in our bid to basically preserve. Um, um, our heritage, uh, and and to also regain all that we have lost because of colonialism. Mm. Um, there are certain aspects of our culture that are not so attractive. Um, that because obviously we are we are all evolving, mm. right? Mm. And 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 we, we we evolve and unlearn and learn new things. And patriarchy is one of those that should 
have been left in, in 1993, <laughs> before 1994. Mm. And we do find that our elders hold on to these um, archaic views when it comes to, to, to gender politics. And, and therefore, there are some, you know, uh, um, things that we should not um, adopt mm. or learn from our elders because um, with most of them, you know, mm. they are too old to change. Yeah. Yeah, let's, let's, mm-hmm. let's leave it there, Sasham. It's been a pleasure. In, in 30 seconds, Prof, something to leave us with. The Deputy President has taken to the podium. <coughs> you, know, you, know, you know, very, uh, uh, you know, quickly. At home, we've got in Kosagazi. That Gazi means my wife is awful. In daughter Gazi, my daughter is awful. Patriarchy, man is the head of the family, is a European biblical concept, not from African heritage. Mm. We were bought and sold and betrayed. Well, we're going to talk some more to the professor later on. Eight o'clock, he'll be on the mashup and he'll be sharing more poetry with us. Definitely something to look forward to. Prof, thank you so much. Sisimpiwe, an absolute pleasure as well. Let's go to the Khaleshiwe Stadium now where the Deputy President, Nadesa Ramaphosa, gives us the Heritage Day Address.